0: This team is seven and one against the spread all season long. And I haven't Go. been taking them as often as I should. Let me take you back almost over ten years now. Do I Des- need a lunch for this? December nineteenth. <laughs> December
1: nineteenth. <19th, laughs> one second, I gotta get my flip-flops <laughs> and a Gatorade and a sack <laughs> lunch. December
0: nineteenth, two thousand and ten.
2: On black bats, stats in the pocket, hold squad fast case. Sing the bookie tell him bring it from the bag. No be coming for the bag. see to the West Coast
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready. To gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and we are the West Coast Gamble is the only gambling show that makes you money and a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Now I say The only gambling show that makes you money knowing full well our record last week. But we've done the work and we're ready to go this week. We're going to have a Thursday night lean as always. The Sunday night lock which we've all been doing really well on. And then we're ending the show with a king of the coast section. Where each of the hosts here is giving up Five bets. For This week nine slate three sides a teaser and a total excited to get back on the horse. I know we've been struggling shape for the sharp. How you feeling heading into this week?
1: I'm still you know, I'm like cramming before the test guys. I got my freaking notes <laughs> and my pen. And I'm in my my app right now. So I am. Uh, I am very determined uh, to get off the schnoz as uh, dangles enjoys uh, that <laughs> terminology. And, uh, and I do feel schnoz. I do feel good. I, I do feel good about this week. Uh, a lot of good teaser legs. um i think a lot of value on the board and uh yeah ready to get into it let's uh let's bounce back baby diggity how you feeling
3: uh, well, like I said to you in our uh, pre-show uh, meeting, it's hard to do a lot worse than we did last week. Uh, so yeah, I'm out here hoping I can uh do a little bit better, maybe replicate that that five and and0 week from a couple weeks ago. It only it was two weeks ago, but it seems so so far away after just getting absolutely raked across the coals last week on some some really bad beats. I think a lot of people, obviously, survivor pools got destroyed by that uh, Bengals loss. Uh, and that certainly ruined a couple of Brinks truck spreads here on our. But uh, we've only got
0: up to go, right? Only got up to go. We're still alive somehow in a survivor pool. Thank you, Buffalo. And thank you, Drew. Thank you, Drew, for guiding us in the light there. Uh, I will say there is some news before we get to the Thursday Night Lean, the biggest news of the week, not Derrick Henry injury news, although that Austin Huff interview was a lot of fun. There is some big news. If you haven't heard already, Aaron Rodgers will not be playing this Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs. He got popped with the COVID. That changed the line dramatically, almost a full seven points now in Kansas City's favor. It's an interesting line change. Shae for the Sharp, I want to go to you first. That line change is Aaron Rodgers worth seven points on the line. That's what Vegas is telling us.
1: Actually, I've heard a, I've heard an argument that he's actually worth more than that, Tony. He's actually, I think, the most valuable quarterback uh, to the line um, in football. Um, but I might have something to say about this later. You know, I I think you have to. I think it's a lot to do with the opponent they're playing. Yeah. Obviously, everyone just saw the Chiefs. Um, you know, really, uh, I mean, just scratch and claw out a Monday night ugly victory. I've been saying this in our group text for four weeks, guys. I mean, I really truly believe something's fundamentally wrong with the Chiefs. I think something's fundamentally wrong with Mahomes, and I think Trent Dilfer, Trent Dilfer said it best. You know, the stuff that Mahomes did. That used to make you laugh. He's doing the same stuff now that's going to make you cry Mm -hmm. Um, as far as just like his reckless abandon. I mean, he's still obviously, you know, the most talented quarterback, I think, in the world. But just really curious about that team. And uh, yeah, I think I might I might I might speak on this later. I might as well, too. But Dangles, uh, with this news coming out this
0: morning, obviously a surprise to anyone uh, has this changed your view on the game at all? You're a little disappointed that it won't be Rodgers versus Mahomes? What are I you mean, thinking?
3: who wouldn't be? Uh, you know, of course you want to see Rodgers versus Mahomes. you got a potential, you know, well, at least at a certain point, a potential Super Bowl matchup the way the Chiefs have been playing recently. Yeah. You don't know. I don't know if I agree that there's something wrong with Patrick Mahomes. We can get more into this later. I think teams have just figured out how to stop him a little bit better over the years. But, um, I mean, I'm still excited about uh, about this game. It'll still be fun. you still got two great teams. Aaron Rodgers, you know, you talked about how much value he brings to the line. But he is just one dude in that 52-team locker room, and you need 11 guys on offense and 11 guys on defense at any given time to help you win the game. You know, it isn't just the one guy. So... Here's Jordan Love's opportunity. You know, it wouldn't be the weirdest thing in the world if we saw a quarterback that nobody thought could be good actually be good. See notes on Mike White just from just from last week. Obviously, Jordan Love is a first-round draft pick, so you'd hope for mm-hmm. a little bit more out of him than somebody like Mike White. Mike White, who was taken, I think, what like the third or fourth round or something like that. Um, so, in any event, I, I'm still very excited for this game. Um, uh, you know, as far as the Rogers situation goes, I mean, we can we can get into that. I, I do think there's some questionable leadership decisions there I'll be interested to hear what you have to say on the on the topic Tony but um, obviously a huge loss for the Packers going into this game against the Chiefs in a game that that the Chiefs really need to win too, giving them extra urgency even with if Rodgers was going to be playing to
0: come out and play really well yeah uh, the one seed in the AFC Tennessee loses their best player Derek Henry for the season and the one seed in the NFC as it stands right now loses their best player for this game in Kansas City and potentially next week in Seattle as well um, when it comes to disappointment, Dangles, you hit the nail on the head. And uh, I do want to speak a little bit on it. Listen, we're not the show that usually goes into these things. We're not the show that we usually stay above the fray. We usually talk about comedy, about sports. And we're going to get to that in the Thursday Night Lean coming up after this. But I did want to speak on this topic. And I'm going to preface it by saying that my views here are mine. And I don't represent Dangles. I don't represent Drew. I don't represent the show, uh, Gaming Society, Evergreen Podcast. This is coming straight from Tony Cavallo. Um, and I've been thinking about what to say on this all day and it's been bugging me and I've, I mean, I've almost been praying, uh, hoping out loud that, you know, if only there was a way to avoid this situation, you know, if only there was a way we could find a solution here that all all the best and brightest minds out there, the best scientists, the best doctors, the best medical professionals could come together and figure out a solution to this problem. If only there was a way that they could find something that not only greatly reduced your risk of catching this disease, but exponentially reduced your risk of being hospitalized by this disease. A disease that, I mean, you look at athletes like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in the NBA, a disease that forces them to play now NBA games with an inhaler on the sideline because of the breathing problems they have from this disease. If only there was a way, I mean, this might be asking for too much, but if only there was a way we could make it free and available to the public widespread. Maybe that's the socialist in me, I don't know. But if only there was a way we could test this on people and make sure it's safe from ages six to 96. And if by chance there was a way they could solve this problem, if by chance we could figure this out, and one still chose not to participate and not to partake, putting themselves at greater risk, but also their family, their friends, their community, their co-workers, in this case, their football team, if one chose not to partake if this solution came to us, I would call that a pretty fucking selfish decision. And disappointing, to say the least. If only there was a way we could avoid this problem. But that's all I got to say on the topic, and that's all we're going to talk about it. Now let's go back to the fun. Coming up after this, it's time for the Thursday Night Lean.
2: Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning, or have never even heard of paddle, or padel, as it's called in North America, This is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with a pro tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month.
0: This Thursday, it's time for the Thursday night lean. We're each going to give out a bet here. We're all dig giggling around 500 with these Thursday night lean bets, but I'm excited for this one because we get the return of Mike White, Magic Mike himself. Very excited to see what this guy can do. But, Dangles, what do we got on the slate for Thursday Night Football?
3: Yeah, oh, I wish it was better. I wish it was better. We're not that far removed from from Packers, Arizona, which was an excellent game. This one's slightly less exciting. The New York Jets travel to Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis to take on the Indianapolis Colts. The Jets uh, are 2-5. and five. The Colts are 3-5 and five coming into this game. The line uh, is 10.5 points in favor of the Colts uh and the total in this game is 46 points. The Jets mm. are 2 and 5 against the spread this year. The Colts 5 and 3 against the spread uh mm. and the Jets 4 and 3 on totals, the Colts 5 and 3 on totals. Uh I just I mean, I probably would not be betting this game if we didn't have to. Um I just, I mean, because I think there are just so many variables here, but I'll be interested to hear what you guys have to say about it. Uh, uh, shape the sharp. Why don't we start with you? What's your what's your Thursday night lean?
1: Well, guys, you know, uh, everyone was very quick to anoint uh, Mike White. You know, the second coming of uh, <laughs> quick uh, is Jesus an understatement. <laughs> um, but you know, my question is: this guy the next Brett Favre? Or is this guy the next Nick Mullins who t- made his Thursday night debut and torched uh, just just absolutely? Uh, was a bat out of hell in his Thursday night view. And my answer to that is probably somewhere in between. This line doesn't make any sense to me. Um, you know, the the Colts, I actually read uh, teams that uh, coming off an overtime game on Sunday have to play on short rest are just an incredible, I'm not a big trend guy, 3-24 and 24 ATS. Wow. Uh, OT wow. on Sunday having to play on short rest on Thursday when their opponent obviously doesn't have to play overtime. There's no way I'm touching the... Colts here. Um, strong, strong, strong. Lean on the Jets. I'll probably sprinkle something on the Jets. Uh, I was actually trying to look at Mike White props. I actually like if I get plus money on him over uh, one and a half interceptions. I think he does have that gunslinger mentality. I think he's prone to turn the ball over, um, and I can't. But I, I, I just can't quite trust him. So I'm going to give a strong lean to the Jets. But my official. Thursday night bet will be I'm going to tail my buddy sleepy Jay from mm. the betting predators and I don't usually blindly tail these guys I I, I I get to the point where I try to make my own decisions I don't like to be a copycat but he gave this bet out and I actually did my own research on it guys Michael Carter last week Michael Carter had 15 carries for 77 yards he had nine receptions on 14 targets now he got in the end zone his anytime score T D plus one sixty on our proud partner DraftKings. Wow. Sleepy said that should be a, 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 a negative bet. I'm gonna tell my friend Sleepy J, I'm going Michael Carter. Anytime T D plus one sixty J E T S Jets Jets Jets. jets. Well, Drew, you are
0: four and zero when betting on the Jets this year, so that's a, a pretty good slate. Uh, and you're also five and two when taking prop bets, so you're pretty damn good on that. And uh, what are you five and four on Thursday night leans? So you got winning records all around here. Excited to see that, Dangles. I'm gonna go next because I'm only four and four on Thursday night football, and also because Drew talked about a man that I'm gonna use for my bet. Um, Indy's got a really good defense. They have a really, really good defense. Their only real fault that I could find is the fact that they're only 23rd DVOA when covering the running back in the passing game. And as Drew said, Michael Carter had 14 targets in that game. He had nine receptions. Mike White came out and he did what he was supposed to do. Mike Lombardi always loved to say, when you're a quarterback, you can't go broke when you're making a profit. And Mike White loved checking down. Ty Johnson had a great day in the passing game as well. I think that continues. I think Indy's going to be able to stop the run. I think Indy's going to score on this team. Jets might be playing from behind, so they're going to try to pass again, but that Indy defense is really good where they might be able to find successes, those little checkdowns to the running back. It might not get him a first down like Kirk Cousins against Dallas last Sunday night, but I think there's going to be opportunity there. I'm not taking Michael Carter anytime touchdown but I do like that bet maybe Pepe the plant will have something to say about that I am taking my I am taking Michael Carter over four and a half receptions in the game I know it's a lot of receptions for a running back but I think that's what the only thing that's going to be working for this Jets team Michael Carter over four and a half receptions for this game angles. What do you got?
3: Well, let's make it a Jets trifecta here. Uh, The numbers are not in my... I'm good at betting Thursday night games, uh, but I'm 1-4 and this year when betting on the Jets, so that's something working against me. I'm going to instead go with the bet here that I believe Tony Squares, you got actually burned on a couple of weeks ago Mm. uh, against the Patriots that I'm hoping to make right here. The Jets have been a second-half team all season long. In their last four games, they've scored... or last three of their last four, they've scored 20, 17, and 17. I can absolutely see this Game starting out slow for the Jets if they try to come out and run the ball against the Colts. You brought up their very good defense, Tony. They're fourth in rush defense for pro football focus and first in rush. DVOA this year, according to Football Outsiders. I have the Jets second half over seven and a half points because this not only uh, allows us you know, to play that trend where the Jets are scoring it a lot in the second half, but if they do come out slow like they often do in the first quarter, there will be garbage time and plenty of time for them, for a Michael Carter to get those receptions uh, and score that anytime touchdown and help us get that seven and a half points. So Jets second half over at plus 100, over seven and a half at plus 100 is my Thursday night lean.
0: Dang that bet is giving me nightmares still, so I hope you get it right. <laughs> I hope, too. I hope you get it right. But that is it for the Thursday Night Lean. Let's move on now to a very interesting Sunday Night Lock that's coming up
2: next. West, 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 west Coast Gamblers. gamblers.
0: All right, boys, we thought we were going to be getting Derrick Henry versus Aaron Donald on Sunday night. That's not going to happen. Dangles, lay down the line. What is our Sunday night football Al Michaels special? You know, we talk a lot about how far
3: we have to travel to go to some of these games. Guys, just a short 30-mile drive down the 110 freeway from where I'm sitting right now outside of uh, Los Angeles and northeast uh, Los Angeles. We have SoFi Stadium, the site for the Tennessee Titans-Sands Derrick Henry. Coming to town to take on the Rams, the Titans six and two, the Rams seven and one. Spread in this game giving seven and a half points to the LA Rams at home. The total is fifty four. That's per our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Tennessee six and two against the spread this year. The Rams just four and four even against the spread. Tennessee five and three on totals. Uh, the Rams five two and one. Tony Squares, let's start with you this time around. Your Sunday night lock, sir.
0: This one was tough. Uh, because the spread, I think, is the right number because this Tennessee team, I mean, they are obviously missing Derrick Henry, their talisman, but they played pretty well all around, especially in the passing game. So I think they can keep themselves into it. And Los Angeles, on the other hand, should be able to pick themselves up for this game. They've been beating the pants off of the last three teams they faced, but those last three teams were Houston, Detroit, and the New York Giants. So Tennessee sort of presents a little bit of more challenge in that regard. What I think I've found, though, is that the L.A. Rams— like to come out and those first slate of plays and the first adjustments they make are pretty successful at it in fact the last three first halves that they've played they've scored 28 points uh 17 points and 24 points in the first half their first half number against this tennessee defense which is only 20th in dvoa not very good against the rush is sixteen and a half points. So I think LA comes out. I don't know what Tennessee does, but I think LA comes out and scores points in the first half. I'm going over LA Rams team total sixteen and a half in the first half. Dangles, what do you got?
3: I, uh, you know, I want to believe that the Titans can can stay in this one, but I just, I just don't know uh, about this. The Losing Derrick Henry is huge. I'm still very high on this Rams team. I think, and especially coming into this game, I think they come in with a no one can beat us mentality, having just locked up, I think what they see is maybe the final piece to their championship puzzle, not to mention getting it for a pittance, Von Miller. Um, and that allows them in, you know, just one way, I guess, that you could see how this helps them, obviously, and that he's great. This allows them to move Aaron Donald back to the interior. He's been playing left and right defensive end, and he plays all over the line. He's good at all those positions. But where he really makes the most impact is at that defensive tackle position where he can crush the pocket from the top with his strength and his size. Bringing Vaughn in allows Raheem Morris to put Aaron back in the middle and let Vaughn handle the edge rushing with his speed. And I think there's going to be an adjustment period for the Titans offense without Derrick Henry. And it's not just being... Uh, about them being without him it's about what he brings to the field in terms of having to scheme for him and match up against him defensively I think the Rams are just going to spend the night dropping back in two high shells and daring the Titans to run the ball on them Ted Hill's only got two multi-touchdown games this year now granted that's because they typically haven't had to rely on him to win the game the last second touchdown against the Buffalo Bills notwithstanding but I think there's going to be some shakiness coming out I'm taking the Rams spread here at 7.5 points
0: at home to beat the Titans. Okay, Dangles. 7.5, you like Sean McVay and the I Rams. Do. Hey, man, has uh, a very good chance that that happened. Shay for the Sharp, where are you going, my friend?
1: You know, it's funny. Looking at this game, I I couldn't help but think about Rodgers being out for Green Bay and obviously Henry being out for the Titans. Now, I think running back, I think, is the most uh, replaceable position in the NFL to date. It's been that way for a while. You see all these backup backs come in, uh, pick up right where they left off with their starters. It's all about running schemes, offensive line. But I think it goes without saying, there's no running back even close to being as important as Derrick Henry for the Tennessee Titans, not only just because of his production, but he sets the tone for the entire offense. He sets the tone for play action. He sets the tone for A.J. Brown, for Julio Jones. And when you see the Rams here, like you said, Dangles, uh, I'm not sure the impact Von Miller is going to have, if any, on Sunday night. But I do think they will have a little jolt of energy. It's officially the second half of the season. They're obviously going for broke. God help you if you're a Rams fan in five years, because like Tony said, you have zero draft picks till 2030. But no one's worried about that right now. They're playing to win now. Yeah. Now the Titans. I have bet against the Titans in some shape, way, or form the last three weeks. <laughs> and like I said, my family, uh, we ate at the Gospel Mission. Had soup on Sunday night. Um, wasn't wasn't the best. But I just wonder, guys. Five-game winning streak. They have the division almost in hand. I wonder if it's similar, like when the Rams had that huge game against. Uh, they beat the Bucks, and they just had a complete letdown spot at home against the Cardinals. I just have to think at some point Tennessee is going to lay down and just relax a little bit. Yeah. They don't need this game. They, they don't. Th- this game. It's not. It's not a conference game. They have a very comfortably in the division. They're without D. Henry. I just wonder. I think this has. A boat race potential, hmm. and the Rams are prone to get margin, like you said, Tony. Especially in that first half. But I, I, I don't think I, I don't think the Titans are a team, even though they have a good offense and Tannehill can sling it around. If there's no threat to run, I think the Rams will defend that rather well. So I'm making a debut. Usually I don't do this, but I really <laughs> like this line. I'm making a debut of an alternate line. Oh boy! At plus money, I'm going to go. The Los Angeles Rams at an alternate line at minus twelve and a half. Oh my. At plus 150. Wow. one fifty. You get a dollar fifty for your dollar. And I really do think there is potential here for Boatways for the Rams. Obviously, I like him on the number, but I think I I I I I really like them to win by thirteen or more here. I like the plus money. So I'm gonna play an alternate line. Minus twelve and a half at plus one fifty. Drew,
0: you're six and two on Sunday night football lock, so I'm not gonna go against your record. I will say you do owe fellow Tennessee Titan fan Ryan Hurd a little video as a loss it's that coming. you had last week. And also we had Austin Huff on uh, on the pod earlier this week talking about this Titans team. Do you want to say anything to those two guys before you put up L.A. minus 12 and a half?
1: Well, I mean, like I said, I, I, I love the Bills against them. That was a loss. Uh, I... I had the Chiefs in a contest. I did, I hated that pick as soon as I made it. <laughs> and then last week I was all over the Colts. I can't say. Let's. I mean, can we talk about Carson Wentz for a sec? Tony's Tony's man. <laughs> oh holy hell, guys. Do we have to. Holy hell, holy hell. I I literally like not to be too graphic. This is like Tony. This is we said so we're not a political podcast. Um, we're certainly not a sexual podcast. But my my penis went inside my stomach when I saw <laughs> Carson Wentz throw those two. I just, I can't even. I can't. I can't do it. I just, I, I can't, I can't handle it. So that's all I'll say about that. I just don't like the man.
0: All right. Fair enough. Uh, with that, let's move on to the king of the coast section that is coming up
2: next. Dub C -C to the G G West coast Coast Gamblers. gamblers.
0: The world's best known investor and wall street expert, Warren Buffett once said wall street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Download, buy, hold, sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel. All right, guys, week nine. It's time for King of the Coast. I did it again. I always start these segments with "All right, guys." I will change. I promise. Mm. I'm working on it. The first step to, to shots to change, every time. Our the first step to change hammered. is is you know no denial here, acceptance. <laughs> uh, King of the Coast. <laughs> Each of the hosts here is going to give out five bets, three sides, a teaser, and a total. Each of these bets is confidence ranked. That first side we give out is worth one point. That second side is worth two points. The teaser and the total are also worth two points apiece. And we end with the Brinks truck back up the Brinks truck guarantee worth three whopping points. We've been doing this all season. Last week, none of us did very well, but Drew is still leading the charge with 41 points on the year. Myself, I'm a Brinks truck bet behind him at 38, and Dangles is at 30. Looking to move up in the world, but we're starting out with the one point side dangles. I'm going to go to you first. My friend, where are you going to start us off in week Nine's King of the coast.
3: I'm going back to a team that hurt me real bad last week, but that I'm hoping will not do the same. I'm taking the Bengals at minus two and a half against the Cleveland Browns. I am 3-1 when betting on Cincinnati, thanks to last week. I think a lot of people are probably going to go ahead and fade this team after they lost to the Jets last week, and I, I like I get that, but it's one game. We, we I think we've seen what this team is really made of. They've beaten the Ravens in Baltimore. They've beaten the Steelers in Pittsburgh, and if not for a couple of bad kicks, they probably beat the Packers on Thursday night football too. Absolutely. Both teams, both teams have good defenses. Both are in top 10 in rush DVOA and per PFF's team rushing grades. So for me I think this comes down to like you know like Drew talks about a lot who's the quarterback that you trust more who 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 is going to do the job in the passing game and for me that's the Bengals with, with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and uh, and Jamar Chase, of course. And on the Brown side, you've got the off-the-field stuff going on with OBJ and Baker Mayfield. Uh, OBJ was apparently out of practice on Wednesday, he planned to practice but was excused from it. Now there's some chatter going back and forth between OBJ's dad and Baker about opportunities. Um, uh, you know, and it's just – it's it's on the field, you've got this ragtag team of receivers and a quarterback who's been inconsistent – um, I think the ses- success of their rush game with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt with their healthy has made it so he doesn't have to do everything. But this Cincy rush defense is solid. Yeah. I just don't feel confident enough that Baker can win this game with his arm. I think Cincy bounces back and wins. So I'm taking them for my one-point side at minus two and a half against the Browns.
0: The quest for seven continues. Uh, I will go next because this bet makes me sick. But I'm, I'm doing well when betting on this team. In fact, I'm undefeated when betting on this team. And, and I looked at this, no one, should be betting a game where there is a 1-7 team at another 1-7 team. This is a toilet bowl. If you watch more than five minutes of this game and you're not a fan of one of these teams, you're doing it wrong. But I looked at the line, and I was just so surprised. There is no reason that I can find that Miami, with Tua, should be six-and-a-half-point favorites against anybody. And I know it's the Houston Texans, and I know they've been boat raced the past few weeks out there, but they were down 38 to nothing in that Rams game and scored a bunch of points late and almost covered that 16-point spread where it ended. I do think this number continues to go in Miami's favor. I wish it was seven when I was giving it out, but I'm going to take the six and a half because there's also a chance that Tyrod Taylor comes back and plays in this game. It makes me sick. I don't like it at all. I hate the two teams that are playing, but six and a half is too large of a number between two teams that really stink. So that's my first bet, the one-point side, Houston, plus six and a half. Shave for the sharp, where are you going?
1: Well, guys, sharp is something I was not last week, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get back to my ways, and we were having a discussion on our our text thread before the show, and and what disappointed me so much about the results last week is I, I know I've been doing this long enough where I knew that weekend was coming, and I missed it. Mm-hmm. I missed the boat, you know? And so I'm really trying to think analytically here from a standpoint of what changed over the course of a week. And we were talking, me and Dangles were talking uh, via text about expectations versus numbers based on a week of results, right? So last week, the look-ahead line of this Panthers-Patriots game was basically pick him, Patriots minus one. Now, Sam Darnold is not expected to play. Christian McCaffrey might come back. Uh, the Panthers had a nice win against the Falcons on the road. Obviously, the, the the Patriots had a great win on the road against the Chargers. But I don't think the Chargers is as good as people thought. And now somehow this line is north of three. Yeah. And we're, we're subtracting Sam Darnold now. Do I have to remind you of Sam Darnold's history against the Patriots? How it's is that great. a subtraction? How is that a subtraction? Yeah, he might be seeing stars on the sidelines, but I'd rather have him seeing stars on the sidelines and seeing ghosts on the field. Okay? So, again... It might be gross, Tony, to start Philip Walker Jr. against Bill Belichick (laughs) defense. That might be kind of disgusting. But I'm going strictly on line value here. I like the Panthers' defense. The Patriots have it won by more than three against a team not named the New York Jets when Zach Wilson starts. I think this is a grind. I don't think the Patriots are motivated to get margin here. I think this is a hell of a football game. Low total, 41. I'll take the 3.5 points at home for my one-point side, Carolina Panthers plus 3.5. Love it.
0: Absolutely love it. And, hey, I'm, I'm happy someone finally believes in P.J. Walker. I'm not the only <laughs> one on this show. I can't wait for you to just absolutely ragtag him next week when he doesn't pull off this. But, hey, Carolina plus i Oh, just wait for, for my second half. bet.
1: I have something to say about my second bet. Don't worry. <laughs> Carolina
0: plus 3.5 is what it is. We're now moving on to the teaser section of the day. This is worth two points in the King of the Coast rankings. Now, the teaser means you get to take six to seven points and put them in your favor. Drew just gave out Carolina plus three and a half. If he put them in a seven-point teaser, he'd be able to take Carolina plus. 10.5. Now, the trick is you got to take two of these bets, tie them together and hit both of them in order to win. So, Dangles, we're going to go to you first. You have the worst teaser record on the show. You're only 2-6 on teasers. Turn it around right now. Plenty of football (laughs) left. What is your two-point teaser for this week? Uh, Well, Tony, I'm going to first go to a
3: game that you've already brought up. I also have no earthly idea how the Dolphins are getting (laughs) 6.5 points here. Even at home, I don't believe they covered 4 on a neutral field if we're using 2.5 as the home advantage here is they they've lost seven straight since beating the Patriots by one in week one on a late fumble by the Patriots and granted they've had some tough teams along the way the Bills twice the Bucks the Colts the Raiders they've also lost games they should have won against the Falcons and the Jaguars yeah I do think the Dolphins win but I just couldn't take this at six and a half because I think there is the chance for Houston to be a little bit scrappy especially if Tyrod Taylor plays uh, in this game, and and they've shown that they can compete with with some decent teams. The Houston Texans have. They've had a couple of bad losses over the last, uh, I think, three weeks, where they put up three in one game and five in another. But still, we've seen even with David Mills, <laughs> Davis Mills, this team could be feisty. Uh, so I'm going to include uh, the Dolphins in my teaser, a six point teaser. They are the first leg. I'm teasing them down to basically a pick 'em, half a point. And then the other leg uh, uh, of my teaser is going to be the Chiefs, uh, minus one and a half against. The Packers. Uh, This is a must-win game for the Chiefs, like I talked about earlier. They know this. They needed a field goal to get past the Giants on Monday night football, and a week before, they got bounced out of the stadium by the Titans. The Rodgers loss is huge for Green Bay. There's no no getting around that. It doesn't look like Devontae Adams is going to be playing, but Alan Lazard and Marquez, Marquez Valdez-Scantling were back in practice this week. That obviously helps the Packers. You talked, Tony, about Lazard's importance to their running game. I think they keep this one close. They may even, they could potentially win it. I do think Kansas City pulls it out, but I'm not willing to lay seven and a half on that line as is, so I'm putting them in a teaser. Six points. Once again, the Dolphins teasing them down from six and a half to a half point basically Basically a pick'em uh against the Texans and cheat teasing the chiefs down from seven and a half to one and a half against the Packers
0: uh, dangles. My only question is you talked at length about you don't know why there's a six and a half point spread in that Houston Miami game. Why not tease Houston up? I have more confidence in the Dolphins to win close than the than the Dolph- than the, the uh, Texans to lose close
1: to not get blown out.
0: Yeah. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, That makes sense, Dangles. I will go next. These are two of my favorite teams to watch and even more, two of my favorite teams to gamble on. Uh, Baltimore is coming off a bye, and they're right now a six-point favorite in their game. And I could see them blowing the doors off of their opponent but i could also see it being close in the end they're playing a feisty team but i just don't see them losing so i'm gonna especially coming off the buy i'm gonna take baltimore i'm gonna move it seven points the reason i'm moving at seven points is for the next game but baltimore down to plus one The other one is my favorite team to bet on, the only undefeated team left against the spread. This spread is large. Vegas is starting to pay attention to this team, minus 9.5 against the Broncos. Listen, I think the Broncos stink. I think that locker room is in shambles, especially after trading away Von Miller. A lot of question marks about a Halloween party there. Just not a lot of good juju in that locker room. And it's also in Dallas, but 9.5— is a big number. Denver has a pretty good defense. They could hold Dak, still has a calf issue. They could hold that team to a lower number and keep it within the spread. I'm teasing at a full seven points to get past the three. Dallas minus two and a half. So it's Dallas minus two and a half tied with Baltimore plus one. That is my two-team teaser. Shae for the Sharp, take it away.
1: Guys... I'm sick and tired of this shit and I can't take it anymore. I was dominating teasers the first four weeks, not only in pros, but in college. I literally was hitting, I think I was 12 of 16 in my first four weeks. I told my wife, you know, you're getting a Tesla for Christmas, maybe even a jet ski. And uh, after these uh, three weeks, she's getting you know a, a, a used Honda, a five dollar, five dollar Target gift card, maybe a Bed Bath and Beyond coupon. So I'm sick of this shit. I'm not betting dumb teams. I'm not teasing them up. I am betting on good teams to win at home. Teaser of the year. I know I said this once, but I mean it this time. Teaser. <laughs> at least of you mean it. The year. Mm-hmm. Six and a half point teaser. No explanation needed. This will hit. It's as sure as anything you believe in. Gold, Bitcoin, cash, whatever you want. Play it. Uh, Dallas, minus two and a half. Reasons Tony Square stated. The Los Angeles Rams, minus one. Very simple. Very clean. That will hit. Take it to the bank. Schaefer the Sharp said so.
0: Schaefer the Sharp said so. We got a Stone Cold reference Mm. in here. All right, let's move on to our two... Point side, Dangles. I'm going to come to you first, my friend. Where are you going with your two-point
1: side on the week?
3: Oh, can someone explain to me why the Arizona Cardinals are only favored by a point and a half against the San Francisco 49ers? See uh,
1: Kyler uh, Murray's ankle status. Yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, uh, but is, is there? I mean, how well? How how good a chance is it that he doesn't play? I mean, he's going to play if he can walk on it. He's going to play. I'm betting yeah. this game. Uh, my my spread or uh, 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 my two-point side. Cardinals minus one and a half at the 49ers. The Cards are coming off a bye after losing to Green Bay on Thursday night football. That's going to sting, and that's going to sit with them for the whole week that they've had on the bye. 49ers just beat the Bears by 11, but they've lost to the Colts at home the week before, and they haven't won a game yet, guys, in Santa Clara this year. I don't think they're going to change that against the, uh, this week against the team with the league's best, best record and a team that has actually played some real opponents like the Titans, the Rams, the Browns, the Packers. Uh, and and the Niners, meanwhile, have yet to beat a team with a playoff resume. Their wins are against Philadelphia, Detroit, and Chicago. I think Arizona comes out firing uh, pretty hard. Again, I guess we don't know the status of Kyler Murray's ankle, but I'm betting on him playing, and I think they cover that point-and-a-half spread.
0: The, the, this is, I almost took that as well, Dangles. But the thing that scares me about that bet is, as you guys said, this is Kansas City's season right here when they're playing Green Bay. This is San Fran's season when they're playing Arizona. If they lose this, they're really taking a step back in their playoff hopes. And also, A.J. Green's controller is still disconnected. He won't be playing in this game because of COVID. That might help the offense, but he won't be there.
1: Dangles, I will say this game, the way I'm seeing the money come in on it, and there's some sharp movement on the 49ers, it, de- it gives me a – gives me kind of a queasy feeling not to freak you out cuz i know it's just your two point side but it reminds me very much of the Dallas Minnesota game last week where everyone within the Cowboys organization knew Dak wasn't going to play and obviously but so did we. rush right so we'll see but just know the whole my whole point of why i hated on the I hated on the cardinals so much in the preseason was because their backup quarterback which has the coolest name in the history of male names colt uh, McCoy <laughs> would be playing so I, I, I hope for your sake Kyler suits up plays um but that's why I know I know we kind of retired the hot potato bit after one week when I Ate my hot potato, um, <laughs> but I would be I would be a little curious about that. So let's just keep an eye on that.
0: The hot potato will be back. We just had a potato shortage this week, thanks to Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers. But I'm gonna move on to my two point side, and this is because Dangles, you said it already. You could not believe the spread when you saw the Arizona game. I couldn't believe this spread as well, and I kind of did some research. And, and I listen, the Los Angeles Chargers the thirty second in the world when stopping the run. And I don't know if you know this, but there's only 32 teams in the NFL. So being 30 seconds pretty bad. Philadelphia, that's the only thing they can do is run the football. Los Angeles Chargers also lost that game against New England, not really because of the offense, not really because of the defense, but it was because of their special teams. If you watch that game again... Every time L.A. gets the ball, they're on their far end of the sideline. Every time New England gets the ball, there's a good return by Gunnar Olchewski, and New England has a short field to work with. Los Angeles Chargers are also 32nd in the league on special teams, according to Football Outsiders. Not good. But there's a reason I bet the Detroit Lions to beat the Philadelphia Eagles last week. Granted, that was completely wrong. But there was a reason I did it, and it's not because I believed in Detroit. It's because I did not believe in Philadelphia. Los Angeles Chargers only being minus two in this game. I know it's in Philadelphia, but I'm taking the better quarterback, period. Justin Herbert in that offense should be able to score more points than Jalen Hurts in this really bad Philadelphia offense. A little worried about Dallas Goddard. I think he's going to do well, especially a fantasy guy. I think Dallas Goddard has a big game in this game. But, again, I'm just going with the fact that I believe more in the Los Angeles Chargers than I do the Philadelphia Eagles. So, Los Angeles Chargers minus two is my two-point side. Shay for the Sharp.
1: Guys, uh, Tony, you said you were a little embarrassed about your Lions bet. Uh, You know, I've bet plenty on the Lions in my life. I will do it continuously throughout my life. So, that stung a little less, even though I was just like – just mortified by why, what by what I was watching. Fully expect that team to have a good effort in the second half, by the way. They're not laying down. They just laid down last week. The way my Sunday was going, it was not going well. And when I tuned in um, in the afternoon to some of that game, uh, and what I saw uh, from whatever the hell that team was trying to – the sport they were resembling on the field in Seattle by a Jacksonville Jaguars team. You guys called this. You guys said, wow, Schaefer the Sharp's going to bat an Urban Meyer. And this, this could have potential to have a good soundbite. And – Cheese and rice holy Christmas of God um, I as I just wanted to I wanted to rip my eyes out of my head and juggle them um, I I I've never seen worse body language from a coach I've never seen worse I mean they had they had delay of game calls coming out in the second half their first play from scrimmage like Trevor Lawrence. They, they can't keep him upright. He looks absolutely looks like he's playing. He looks like a, a stud, like flag football quarterback, like an, like, like an intramural that's playing with a bunch of like just kids that never played football before. I mean, it is awful. And I bet the Jaguars, and I can't take this. Now remember, last week I did something unprecedented. I took a road favorite at two touchdowns. That was my back-of-the-brinks truck bet. And guess what? That was the only bet that I won. And I am going back to the well for my two point side. I am absolutely, positively, the most square side of the week. Might be my most square side of the year. Buffalo Bills minus fourteen and a half in Jacksonville. The Bills, all they do is blow teams out. When they win, they're five and two on the year. They're five and zero ATS. They've won by no less than fifteen points. I think it's one of the biggest coaching mismatches of all year in in in. Dougie versus Urban here. Josh Allen, the Bills played bad last week, guys. They underperformed they really statistically, yeah. and they still covered. Yeah. They still covered. That, 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 that team plays four quarters, and I think a great team like the Bills, Super Bowl contenders, take this game, and it's like, all right, let's get up to 21. Let's get up by three or four touchdowns, and let's work on stuff and maintain a level of competitiveness. This Jaguars team is so freaking terrible. They are a joke. Back up. Well, sorry, I, I said <laughs> back yet. up the mini Brinks truck. Yeah, back up mini the Brinks, Brinks truck. Back. Brinks truck. Yeah. back up the mini the. Back up the pickup Brinks. Um, uh, it's Buffalo Bills edition
3: of the Brinks truck. Yeah. The, the the sandbox edition. And I know you're lamenting your your Jacks bet, Drew. But to be fair, as a show, we are twelve and two. When betting on the Jacksonville Jack Wars, just just throwing that out there. But I think that's well. A, thanks that's for a giving me my,
1: the one. one of those two losses, I have half the losses, dang. So thanks. <laughs>
0: no, you might have both of them if we're being honest. But let's move on now. J- Drew just said he's taking the squares bet all year. Let's move on to the squares bet of the show. This is where we bet the totals each week, over or under a point total on a game, also worth two points to the King of the Coast rankings. And I'll go first for the first time because I'm not doing too well in total and I'm three and five on the year, but I've been taking a lot of overs. I've been taking a lot of teams and expecting them to score points and it just hasn't worked out. But as Drew talked about earlier, he doesn't know why the Carolina Panthers line moved as far as it did. And I'm agreeing with him. I almost took Carolina plus three and a half itself, even with Sam Darnold or PJ Walker. I'm not sure which quarterback is better in that offense, but I do believe in Carolina's defense to keep it close on the other side. That New England defense is coming together. They really held Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers in check. And as I said, that special teams won the game. New England has a great special teams unit and a great kicker in Nick Folk. Sorry, Quindor Dean. Maybe next year is your year. <laughs> this game, however, never. I just don't think these two offenses are going to be able to get going. you got Stephon Gilmore on one side making that Carolina defense, which is great against the run, even better against the pass. And then the New England defense playing against an undermanned unit in Carolina. I understand McCaffrey could be back but again he might only play two plays before he pulls the hamstring again so i'm taking the new england and carolina under 41 points i know it's a low total i just expect this to be a field goal game and the under 41 in new england and carolina is my total for the week dangles where you going
3: well uh you know it's been a rough few weeks for the (laughs) oakland raiders i'm sorry the las vegas raiders it's been a it's been a rough few weeks between John Gruden and now losing Henry Ruggs uh, who killed someone in a car accident um, and decided not to get an Uber. I can't figure that out, but we'll whatever. In Thank you for event, clarifying, it's a, though. It's been a it's been a rough. It's been a rough couple of weeks for the Raiders. Uh I think they're going to come out though, and this, you know, and continue to be galvanized. We saw what happened after uh, John Gruden left. Um, I don't know how you don't kind of gather around your team and kind of, you know, get together and, and try and move on here. I'm going with the over in this game against the Giants, 46 and a half points. The Raiders have scored 67 points in their last two games. The Giants have scored 42, even with all of the injuries that they're dealing with. And I, I believe I read earlier today that the Raiders uh, uh, in, to- in Raiders games the total has gone over in four straight games against teams with losing records. I don't I don't think it's crazy to think there will be a lot of points coming out on this game. Danny Dimes can still put points on the board, especially if some of their playmakers suit up this week, uh, which I'm hoping for my bet that they will. Uh, but I'm gonna go raider, I'm gonna go points, 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 as our friends at the uh, uh uh West End gamblers would say in Raiders mm. and Bronx. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Raiders. Um and uh oh my god, I totally lost my page. Raiders and Giants over forty six and a half.
0: That was a great, uh, great segment of radio by you, Dangles. You're uh, welcome. Drew, where are you going with the total for the week, my you're guy? You're welcome.
1: Dangles, hey, I'm going to back you up there. I, I actually almost included the Raiders on my card this week, for the record. Uh, I do like the Raiders. I, the, the, you're absolutely right. They, they have to, at some point, just like, like, all right, this is us against the world at this point, right, in the locker room. like yeah. The guys, the only guys that matter, guys in the locker room, Derek Carr, I really grow in respect for him as leader. So, side note, uh, lean to the Raiders there myself, Um, man, you know, I was trying to, I was trying to get my, my total of the week guys and it bothers Sims. As you know, we, we say over and over, we, we tape at an undisclosed hour. So, uh, we don't have all the injury reports coming in, but, um, my total of the week, I'm going to, I am going to, uh, new Orleans, uh, myself and I'm going going to play the under in the Falcons saints game under 42. The Falcons have played three good defenses this year in Philly. The Giants and Carolina, they haven't scored more than 17 points. Yep. And I do not believe uh, – I re- if, if Taysom Hill was playing, if I knew he was starting, this would be a uh, definitely a 10 <laughs> out of 10 play for me. Um, I, 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 I'm i not sure if uh, Trevor Simien and Spice um, is better than Taysom, but I know he likes to throw it more. But I just see this game as, uh, again, Saints probably control the game. They know they're not trying to make mistakes in a division game to win – Falcons, again, without Calvin Ridley, man, you saw it last week. If you can key on Kyle Pitts, I mean, they have really no offensive weapons. I mean, you can call Cordell Patterson kind of a makeshift weapon. He's been good this year, but Ridley's out, um, and I think if you take away Pitts, you have a really good chance of limiting that offense significantly. The last defense has been a little better this year, and the Saints certainly don't have a firepower. That, that score last week was a little inflated by, um, obviously, the pick six at the end. So I like this quite a bit. I'm going to go under Saints-Falcons 42. I like that bet a lot. I was looking at it as well. But let's move on now to the Brinks truck
0: bet. It's time to back up the Brinks truck. These are our three-point sides to end the show. And I'm going to go first because I, I, I'm i not going to lie to you guys. I'm a little disappointed in myself. At this point in the season, we're already at, the, well, almost after this week, we'll be at the halfway point of the NFL calendar. And I am in exactly 20-20. and 20. In these King of the Coast bets, all bets considered, I am 20 and 20. In fact, I'm 28 and 28 in all bets on this show. I can't be more even than I am. And I realize that I've done something that I normally don't do on this show. This team is seven and one against the spread all season long. And they're my own team. And I haven't been taking them as often as I should. Let me take you back almost over 10 years now. Do I need a lunch for this? December 19th. (laughs) December 19th. One second.
1: I got to get my flip-flops and a Gatorade and a sack lunch. December
0: 19th, 2010. Aaron Rodgers is hurt the week before with a concussion, and the Green Bay Packers are traveling to Frosty Gillette Stadium to play the uh, world-beater Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, and the New England Patriots. Yours truly attended that game, one of the last Patriots games I've been at. And I got to watch back up Matt Flynn. Do everything he could to keep them and the Packers in the game. In fact, he needed a 10-point fourth quarter for the Patriots to come back and win that game 31 to 27. And if you ask any Packer from then, or you see any documentary, they point to that game, even in a loss, and looked around the locker room afterwards and said, "We have what it takes to compete and win a Super Bowl." And win a Super Bowl they did. Now, Aaron Rodgers is missing this game in Kansas City. And I know Kansas City is not the record that New England had back then, but they are still very much the, the class of the AFC, or at least they're looked at that way. And Green Bay is traveling to this team with a locker room full of guys who are hungry to compete. And Jordan Love, the silver lining in this Aaron Rodgers situation is Green Bay Packers fans get a chance to see Jordan Love in actual live NFL football before he's the only quarterback left in in the room and Jordan Love has a chance to play against one of the worst defenses in the NFL what better to see what Jordan Love has for Cajones than this game right here I really like my defense and we play if you watch the Manning cast that New England Kansas City game the Mannings talked about how the Giants are playing a lot of too high safeties against Mahomes and letting Tyreek Hill beat him short but they're not letting the big play happen and eventually Mahomes will make a mistake Green Bay has played more too high safety in that type of defense than anyone in the league they're probably going to do the same thing I'm excited to see this defense against Mahomes and the Chiefs and I'm extremely excited to see Jordan Love make his debut in this game I am taking the Green Bay Packers plus seven and a half. Seven and a half is a big number for this team to to cover the spread in Kansas City against these Chiefs Green Bay plus seven and a half is my backup the Brinks truck bet and I fully am <laughs> listen if Blake Bortles ends up starting this game because Jordan Love also gets COVID I'm making a change, but right now it's Jordan Love, and right now it's Green Bay plus seven and a half. That's my brings truck bet. Dangles, where you going?
3: You know, if uh, if if this guy, I guess if this bet makes me square, then I'm happy being square because it costs the same thing as pretty much any other side you're going to look at <laughs> in this week of NFL action. I got the Bills at minus 14 and a half beating the Jaguars. The Jags are terrible. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, and and the Bills are blowing people yeah, out. Names. And and again, you know, the numbers say we should take the Jags here. I'm 4-1 when betting on them this year, but I really just don't think they're going to be able to keep up with Buffalo. I, I would put the Miami and Houston offenses in the same tier, around the same tier as Jacksonville, and the Bills shut both of those teams out by 35 and 40 points, respectively. I think this is another cakewalk for the Bills. They won't be treating it that way because they're not a team that does that but I think they win easily by 15 points I have the bills as my Brinks truck side back it up bills minus 14 and a half at the Jacksonville Jaguars and I say that as I am wearing a Jacksonville Jaguars t-shirt supporting the team that I once covered I don't think they are going to cover. In this game,
0: I will say, Dangles, you're 4-1 when betting on Jacksonville Jaguars games. That's not necessarily with or against them. It's no. all combined. Yeah. So this is another one in your favor. Shea for the sharp. let's end the show. What is your final back-up-the-bring-struck bet for Week 9?
1: Well, boys, it's going to either be a comeback for the ages for the West Coast Camblers or a snowball going downhill <laughs> in defeat. Me and Dangles, five points combined on the Bills, and I think for the first time in our proud history— I think Dr. Dangle's segments are working, Doctor, because the square and the sharp will be aligned. In what world are the Kansas City Chiefs... Did we watch that game on Monday night? I've been saying it for four weeks, guys. I, this, there is something fundamentally wrong with this team. Their defense is awful. Mahomes looks off. Kelsey's by language looks bad. I don't understand what's going on with him. They played 20 games. The last 20 games, they are four... Six, sorry, four, 15, and one against the spread. This team does not cover. Now, last week, we saw Cooper Rush. We saw Mike White. Not the nickname, Mike White. We saw <laughs> we saw these guys step up and play awesome. And not only play awesome, their team rallied around him. And I was on the Packers' Twitter today, and I loved what I heard. Obviously, everyone's going to say, like, the oh, we believe. But, like, LaFleur really believes that Jordan Love has something. Yep. I think his teammates believe in him. Seven and a half is an egregious number. (laughs) Yeah, but Squares, give me some inside information here. He also said that he's hopeful Devontae and Joe Barry will be cleared to play, which would make this bet even better. But even so, I'm betting on the Aaron Jones-AJ Dillon running combo. I'm betting on that defense to confuse just a very stagnant, stagnant Chiefs offense. And I do think this game will absolutely be close. I think – the Packers are absolutely live to win this game straight up. And I love this bet, guys. I, w- I wasn't a believer last Thursday. Obviously, I was on the wrong side. I love what I saw from that Packers team, their game plan, the Fuhrer, I have so much respect for him as a coach. Back up the brink, struck the square and the sharp together, plus seven and a half. Green Bay, it's weird to say, go Pack,
0: go. I, I was going to set you up with the horns I was hearing in the background, but you finished it for me. Go Pack, go. Well, indeed.
3: As long as we're not betting on Aaron Jones' understanding of HIPAA, I think everyone wins with this bet. <laughs> and
0: that is it for the West Coast Gamblers. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio, for the Sharp, Drew Schaefer and We are the West Coast Gamblers, the only gambling show that makes you money, and we're making money with these bets this week. We can feel it in our bones. That is all for the show. Proud member of the Evergreen Podcast, and as always, thank you for
2: listening. West Coast west coast west coast west coast west coast dub c coast, coast. to the g west coast gamblers coming
1: up on five minute news i'm anthony davis